Uh, good morning, everyone. It is uh, October 27th, and this is the AM show on Alpha Mint, and uh, it is uh, Clout Cobain feeling a lot better today after my uh, my little uh, surgical adventures on Monday morning, and I am joined with me, as always, fresh off his huge win, minting 20 bear X's last night, Mr. Free Market Capitalist. It's weird. They haven't shown up in my open sea yet. I'm getting concerned. There might be some concern there. Uh, yes. <laughs> so um, uh, yesterday was a pretty quiet day in the NFT world. Uh, some some new projects kind of popping up and whatnot, but it really kind of went out with a bang last night at around 11 o'clock. And I think that's probably the best place to start our show today. Yeah, it, it seems that the same thing that happened to Creature Toads not but a week and a half ago now happened to Bear X. Uh, there was a social engineering attack in which a surprise mint, quote unquote, uh, suddenly happened. Chat rooms disappeared. On some level, this is kind of looking at Kaiju, what they did during their contest to get on the whitelist and stuff. People didn't know what was going on. I was actually asleep, and I believe, Cobain, you were watching the whole thing live. How did it unfold? I was, uh, yeah, I was actually just about to get ready to go to bed. Uh, I was wrapping some stuff up, and then uh, it was Ape Season who posted in the, the Moon Lounge chat, the DGen Dojo, um, about the uh, Bear X posting that their mint was going live, and you know, immediately everybody had their uh, their red flag radar go up, and and nobody nobody aped in but uh yeah so it was around 11 p.m eastern that this happened uh, a bot posted in their announcements and in their i believe giveaways page that the mint was going live it was 0.1 eth per mint they were do- dropping it immediately despite all of the you know whitelist contests and stuff that they had and people just started diving in. But upon closer inspection, when you went into their Discord, like you said, all of the chats were shut down. Everything else was blocked. Uh, none of the mods were online. And um, it, mayhem basically ensued. So immediately, uh, I think it was Dangy posted the Etherscan contract. And there was like, in no time, just dozens of pending transactions and already probably about 12 ETH in their account. And it was, uh, yeah, there were, there were a lot of people that just jumped in. And I think that this is a big topic that needs to happen um, within our group and within the NFT space about what to look out for with these scams and while they're happening. Because this was, uh, this was an 80,000 person discord that got hacked. And it's still unclear whether or not it was a social engineering hack. Um, or, you know, maybe Giozo, who uh, was the perpetrator, was part of it. That still is unclear. Uh, the AMA this morning that the Barrax other dev and the leader of that was giving basically said that this guy is out and he's been banned and they don't, you know, they don't want to hear from him. Uh, but there was a lot going on with that. Yeah, I, I this this is, you know, I think this had so many red flags. I'm sorry, you cut out there a little bit. Uh, can you hear me? Yeah, you're good now. Okay, so I think this had a lot of red flags on the announcement that sophisticated NFT investors knew right away that something was wrong. But in an 80,000-person Discord, 
you're going to be able to fish off a large amount of newbies uh, into this type of scam. And these are really effective because we know we're in the era of stealth mints and surprises. And we know that people are really in a greedy phase where getting on these whitelists is usually a race. You have to quickly enter your address places. It's always about who can get there first. And I mean, that's causing people to not pay attention to what's going on. And even if you had paused for one second and looked and saw that you were not minting anything, you were sending a transaction voluntarily over to someone with no agreement to get anything in return, you could have probably not gotten taken by this scam. But again, in an 80,000 person discord, there's going to be hundreds, if not thousands of people there that have no idea how the NFT space worked. Yeah, you really only have to capture a small percentile of people willing to fall for the scam uh, to to make a lot of money, which is, you know, the unfortunate reality of it. Uh, a couple of the and first, I actually just want to shout out Ape Season because he absolutely did the right thing. He posted a screenshot of the announcement rather than direct linking to it. And direct links are often something that just causes people to click first, act on it, and then figure it out later. So, uh, you know, if you ever come across uh, something that's making your your spidey senses tingle and, and feels off, never, never, never post a direct link to that because a lot of times people will just click first and ask questions later. Um, and, and ironically, talking about the issues that plagued Barracks, this was something that the dev team and the, the community manager actually did in their own Discord. They direct linked to a scam and said, don't mint from here. And then people in their Discord minted from there because, again, they just saw the link and acted on it. So let's really talk about Barracks for a second, because I think Cobain and I raised red flags a day or two ago about the project, even though the art looks kind of good. And kind it's just of good. Kind of good. And it's just been an amateurish operation from the beginning. You know, discords are getting to the point where they need 2FA just like a wallet. I mean, this is the, the, the social engineering possibilities within these discords where people have hundreds and thousands of ETH at their disposal collectively and are just rabid and quick to the quick trigger fingers, right? I mean, this is this is something that really has to be looked at by teams. And Barrex from the beginning has just been amateurish in their announcements and how they've treated their community and not paying attention to obvious flaws in, in the tactics that they're using to grow their community. It's really, it's been really questionable from the start. And, you know, it's not I told you so, but they opened the door for something like this to happen. Yeah, and then going down the timeline a little bit more of this project, uh, while this was all going on, the Twitter was shockingly silent. Now, I, I do think that this is an element of most of the team, if not all of them, were asleep. If you were there live watching it, there were a couple of mods that were chatting or, or were typing into the announcements page saying, like, do not mint this. This is a scam. They were there saying it, but they were basically getting deleted immediately. Uh, the accounts were subsequently uh, blocked and banned, too. So they, they the hackers gained like full, full, full control of the discord. And I, I think that there was... Um, there was a timing element that they they executed, unfortunately, perfectly, where the pe the the powers that be were were all asleep and and couldn't you know be gotten a hold of. 
right. so the Twitter, yeah, the Twitter remained silent. Now, here's where things got really messy. Was later on in the 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 evening, or I guess into the morning. This morning, the Twitter account became active, but not to say that it was a scam. The Twitter account said, "Hey guys, this isn't a scam. Like we went live with the mint. Like go get this shit right now before it mints out." and linked again to the scam website. So there was an element of instantly like, oh, Twitter is saying it's okay too. Like maybe this was just their amateurish way of dropping it. And again, people started minting from the fraudulent contract like crazy. And last I checked, they were up to almost 90 ETH. But as it turns out, and and you know, I, I would would have just stayed away from it altogether because the whole thing was just such a shit show the twitter was also compromised too uh and you mentioned 2fa and you know this is the kind of thing that is absolutely essential there is some question about a sim swap potentially being involved as well which makes this a very sophisticated attack i'm not sure if that was just the uh the project leader kind of saying you know trying to cover his own ass saying yeah yeah we actually did have everything in line this was just we got got yeah, we, we both were listening to the AMA this morning, and they seem to care. I don't think in any way this team wanted anything like this to happen or doesn't care that it did. But I don't, you know, they certainly seem to be covering their own ass. Uh, basically, while acting concerned, kind of dismissing it, like, no worries, let's just, you know, sweep this on the road. Well, right now. Their Twitter is compromised, and people are still sending ETH to that contract. Yet, you know, once you grow something this big and you develop a cult, because right now BearX, without releasing anything, has an 80,000, well, maybe 20,000 minus the bot cult, that everyone's still back in the general today. When's the mint? When's the mint? So, you know, it, <laughs> it's really just, if you had decided last night when you saw this happen, I'm staying away from it. If you're not sophisticated, maybe you didn't get taken by the Twitter this morning. If you held out hope, maybe you did. And it's just, you know, they really set the table for something like this to happen. And they shouldn't be able to bounce back, but it looks like they still have quite a few people jonesing for this mint. I think at the end of the day, the biggest red flag for me was just that they actually had no active website leading up to this. And it opened the door for somebody to put up any website and nobody would be able to verify whether or not that was the official website. I mean, you know, how many times have we said a, an 80,000 person discord can launch on four previews, four pictures? You can, la you can launch an 80,000 person discord. No roadmap no actual project no idea when you could put something together for previews and you can do this so this this seemed rushed and amateurish from the beginning it bit them in the ass and it you know we'll see if they recover i it's it this is this is going to be a complete study in how not to run a discord or start a discord and i think any team that has a real project and knows that they are that they're serious is going to have to examine how they're doing this. Yeah. And I, I want to go back to a point you made earlier, just about, um, you know, whether this was an inside job or whether it was a rug to begin with. Uh, I just want to be clear. And I think we're both on the same page about this. Like I, I don't believe that this was um, malicious on the dev side of it or the team side of it. I do think that this was a, a sophisticated attack on them. 
uh, and it, it played out very poorly. Uh, they've they've managed it very poorly to say the least. But you know, when you have eighty thousand people in a Discord and and just like an absolute hype train that has no end in sight, you can make so much more off this than you know the potential hundred ETH that you know the hackers are potentially going to make off with. So right. I, I don't think that there was any incentive. So even if you didn't have a project and you didn't have art and you just whipped up a couple of, you know, sneak peeks, built up a hype thing, it was originally going to be a rug. I, I mean, at this point, you would have to think that they would be like, hey, if we just invest $50,000 into a dev team and some art, we can actually pull this <laughs> this off and almost like reverse rug it. So I, I don't think that there was... Uh, that this was the intent from the get-go, but it, it is a, a absolute disaster. And now looking yeah. forward, I think it's just it's absolutely insane that people are still in there being like, okay, so that sucks that this happened, but when's the actual drop happening? <laughs> yeah, this doesn't seem like an inside job. It seems like negligence biting them in the ass, but I, I just think that this... This is the danger of starting a Discord early. When you just give unlimited runway and a vague, you know, there's no, if if there had been a, a real date for a mint and like they had already announced like a firm roadmap, at least up till mint, not about the, you know, the future, but at least saying we're going to do a presale now, a mint now, blah, 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 blah. Maybe as many people wouldn't have been taken by something like this, but this, you know, they're, as far as we can tell, there's not much project there. And this is the result of that. Yeah. There's uh, the, the one thing that I do hope is that, um, you know, if the Mint does go through and, you know, for some, some reason people still want to participate in this project, I hope that they are able to make uh, most, if not all of the people who got scammed whole. Because at the end of the day, this is kind of on them. Uh, but the one thing that I do hope they don't do is reward people that got scammed and essentially create a free roll scenario where, you know, if you had contributed to uh, the scam almost intentionally believing that there's a good shot that you'll be, um, you'll be recompensated for your loss. Uh, you know, I, I would hate to see the NFT world go down this hole where <laughs> uh, stuff like this is, is, is almost taken advantage of and, and seen as opportunistic from the, the, community side of it the only thing that makes sense here is a full refund and if they don't do that the project shouldn't be supported sure yeah but full refund and like nothing more than that nothing it's just very plain that's that's it yeah absolutely uh so so we're going to be watching that unfold and i'm sure there's going to be a lot more to come out of that uh it was i i think at this point the biggest one that i've seen um, you know, we're not talking some Mount Gox exchange hack uh, level well, stuff here, but well, it's... let's let's quickly compare it to Creature Toads because this is what this was a very similar attack to what happened there. But the devs quickly had things under control with Creature Toads. There was immediate action by mods, and the the project, which was genuine, already had a roadmap, already was planning to mint. It was very close to doing it, was able to recover and is one of the more beloved projects that's minted into a dead market. So, you know, it's this this it's not that this alone was the death knell for Bear X. It's that they opened the door to let it happen. So. 
Yeah, I don't know how much control they would have had in that moment. Um, the attack seemed a little more... Um, uh, it, it seemed to come in at all angles on this one. It seemed a little more sophisticated. Obviously, the creature toads one was was bad, and and you know everyone ended up getting a refund on that, and the project did go on to some success. Uh, whoever executed the bear X one, they, I mean, they covered all of the angles, and um, and and it was unfortunately executed seemingly flawlessly. Uh, so. It'll be interesting to watch. Uh, there's definitely, like I said, going to be more coming out of it. And obviously, we're we're probably going to talk about it at least a little bit for, for the rest of the shows as more things develop. But, uh, but yeah, I, I think that we could probably start to move on from that as I don't have any more concrete information to, to share. On to lighter news, Andy Milanakis started a server yesterday. Yeah, were you able to get into that? I did. I th- did you say that it was it was uh, you know crashing from the load or they stopped people from joining? But I did get in early last night. They were giving out what was called the OG roll. I don't think there was much information at the time. And then when we woke up this morning, the icon had changed. Everyone's OG rolls had been taken away. Everyone had been granted an early dog roll. And I don't know if the Discord is locked currently, but it seems to be his first NFT project. Um, he's been a performance artist for a long time. Yeah, he's not. I mean, he was yeah. one of the like internet kind of viral. He's from you know, we're talking twenty, but this. And I I think that he has uh, been kind of a genuine guy. People call him an influencer, but he really is a fan of NFTs. He buys and trades them. And this seems to be his first NFT project. He's put some leaks in the announcement. There's not a lot about it. And he does seem to be crowdsourcing uh, some info about it. Like he wants to know the first vote is how big should he make the mint? So we'll keep everyone updated on that project. But that seems to be uh, one of the hotter things that popped up overnight. Yeah, I I clicked Definitely not as it popped up in the uh, the DGen DGen Dojo, uh, but once I got in there, there was the click the check mark to verify, and it wasn't working. The load was, I guess, just too high for it, and since then, it's it's just gone blank for me. The logo did change for me, but I can't see anything in there. Maybe I'll just try rejoining it, but it seems to be closed off right now. But uh, you seem to be our inside source, and I, I have no doubt that there are other people. Uh, in Alpha Mint, they, the Mint sneak their way into that too. So, I, you know, I think that um, the good actors in this space, like Andy Milanakis, who seems to be well-respected, whenever he buys a project, people seem to ap- appreciate it and, and jump in there with him. Uh, and I, I think that we'll start to see a shift in the market for these people, like the the Shamdus and the um, Andy Milanakis of the world, that kind of start to lead the... Uh, you know, the the good guy vote. Yeah. And, you know, I, I think while people hate the scams as they should and roll their eyes at the at the influencers who really don't have their followers at heart, it's a sign of any industry making it. I mean, the, you know, people go where the money is and it's just inevitable. And now you're going to see the next phase of people who are, you know, sickened or, you know, don't want to put up with that type of vibe anymore. And, and they want to put out good quality projects that at least they believe in, you know, whether they work or not. Uh, 
So I think, you know, Shamdu is a great example. Swampverse, I think we can talk about that because they released uh, a bit of a roadmap yesterday. And hello, Swamp Dow. They will be buying blue chips, much like many projects now. There is going to be staking. Uh, they're kind of checking all the boxes when it comes to uh, hot projects nowadays. This is another Discord that, while they used an invite contest, has seemed a lot tighter than Bear Axe. Uh, the art is fabulous. Everyone loves the frogs. They're at 74,000 members right now. And I'll go down a little information uh, that they released yesterday. So the launch date's TBA still. They have a working website. Check. Uh, the swamp map is, or the roadmap is on their website. You can go check it out. There's going to be 9,600 in total for a 0.06 mint price, which you could say is a little steep for such a large project. But, you know, projects or, or teams that know they have something are going to pull a bit of those gains forward because they know they can. It seems and that they're putting... Go ahead. I, I think they could have been more aggressive and more greedy if they wanted to be. So kudos to them for not doing that because once you have a, an active, engaged Discord of... You know, even even if a lot of those are bots and multi accounts, even if there's twenty or thirty thousand people there that believe in the project and are all jockeying for position, uh, they could have jacked that price up to to point one. I mean, not to go back into barracks, but people were more than willing to wait ape into that to a fraudulent length point one, and there were people jumping in for up to two ether. Absolutely. So I'd say you know, pretty fairly priced, uh, maybe. A slightly large mint, but I think, you know, they could probably do this supply. There's there's going to be quite a few, uh, you know, things you can do with your frogs from staking uh, for their token. And the token will represent uh, an ownership in SwampDAO. Um, there's going to be airdrops randomly for Swampverse holders, and some of these airdrops will be crucial to staking. So minters who hold will receive every airdrop. Secondary sales will still receive airdrops. There's going to be gamification. Okay, so eventually you're gonna there's going to be player to player for your PFP. You're going to be able to access the metaverse with it and play a variety of games on the blockchain. So you've got gamification, DAO, staking, pixel art. I mean, Swampverse really does seem to check all the boxes and the team seems tight. There are... 1,800 of 2,500 whitelist spots filled, so there's still 700 left. Get in there, read the parameters, and draw, write, or do whatever you have to do to get on this whitelist. It seems to be one of the good ones uh, coming out. Yeah, and actually, I just want to highlight something about whitelist, too, because there was an interesting conversation going on in the, the actual general chat in Alpha Mint. Uh, a new member, uh, he's not in here right now, but kind of had asked what 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 is the benefit of being you know part of Alpha Mint and then subsequently buying the 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 pass that goes along with it. And now this isn't a shell, but I will just say that getting into these whitelists, getting into them early, and and participating in the discords, basically doing whatever you need to do legitimately to get onto the whitelist is is at this point. I don't want to say the surefire way, but but definitely the highest probability way to build a stack from from low liquidity. Uh, it, it seems to be the best way to avoid gas wars, um, and in a lot of cases, the only way to actually mint a project these days, as they seem to be more than happy to just mint out their entire project with uh, with whitelist spots. 
Um, and, you know, a lot of Alpha Mint members have had a lot of success in doing so because that information gets to gets to them very quickly. So when, when we say jump in there and, and do what you need to do to get onto a whitelist, it, it, I would say is probably the most profitable play in NFTs right now if you're not floating a, a very, very large pool of liquidity. Yeah, if you can't spam WETH offers to blue chip projects uh, all day, then your second best bet is whitelist. That's where all the alpha is right now. Now, as we know, wherever all the alpha is, everyone's going to go in that direction and that starts to reduce the edge. So, you know, I was proclaiming the other day, man, I'm getting on a lot of really good whitelist really easily. And that's probably because the edge is starting to dwindle down. And if you put everybody on a whitelist who's left to buy on the secondary is what we're going to start running into. So that is where uh, I think we just have to be on watch. I don't think anything has changed yet. And it's just about having a good eye. We're going into a phase where good art and good projects are going to rule. No more bullshit is going to fly. As we can see, it's just not minting out anymore. If it's not, you know, a known artist or just really quality artists. Yeah, I think that overall that's bullish for the space too. I think it's, you know, we're, we, we've we watched over the past six weeks the market mature um, an incredible amount and just the, the the kind of aggregate intelligence of the market is really kind of it, it rapidly increasing. Uh, I think it's good for the space, but like you said, as as more people start to, you know, chase the puck, the, the arbitrage opportunities kind of get tighter and tighter until they don't exist anymore. And, you know, that's why having a, a really smart, talented um, and, and thoughtful group of people working together to stay ahead of the puck, what you need to do is, is going to be key for long-term success. No question. Opportunity uh, will always be out there. It's just whether or not you're, uh, you're ahead of it or you are chasing it. Yeah, well said, sir. Thank you. Appreciate that. Um, there was some other stuff that got dropped too. Uh, Dangy came in late last night. I don't know. I sent you the 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 link to this in the DMs, but I don't know if you contributed yeah, my, to my I invite. Was your, I was your invite, bitch. I, I joined. Yeah, yeah. Well, I've done enough for you, but uh, OTR is something that is uh, looks looks kind of cool. They uh, they're they're really going heavy on the sneak peeks. I mean, there's just like you know uh, a one sneak peek of a, a side view profile picture that only has about 15% of it revealed. It does look kind of cool though. The Twitter is out there and starting to get a little bit active and people are jumping into this. So that this one's called OTR. Uh, I have no idea anything else about it. And obviously, you know, you should be wary of, of too little information as we were discussing, but I, I think that this is something that I'll definitely keep open and, and keep looking at. So. I will uh, I will post that in the general chat if nobody else caught that as well. Um, but cool. did, did you uh, did you you took a look at it? Would do you have any kind of quick take on it? I didn't do any deep dives. I just uh, gave you your invite, and I was going to go check it out after the show. Uh, that'll be one of the new discords I'm trying to work along with uh, Milanakis's and the one that I believe it was NVO turned everyone on yesterday. Polypixos. That seems to be garnering some attention as well i don't know a lot there either but we will drop the invite link uh in the general okay everyone one two three go race to be the invite god 
um also i just i want to give a quick shout out to orchid mouth who is not in the uh the live show this morning i don't think i at least i didn't see him jump in um but a newer member of the server came in and kind of just took it upon himself to drop his own his own alpha right up in the general chat it's uh, about a project called pirates of arland uh, i did read it he did a good job of writing it up and uh, i joined the discord i'm going to be looking into it a little bit more myself as you know i'm a, a big proponent of doing my own resor- uh, research uh but you know again this is it's awesome to see people jump into the the community and just start contributing like this as well because it's probably a project that i i wouldn't have seen otherwise yeah very cool uh i'm gonna check the, it's another game right yeah, it's uh, and I, you know, I'm I'm all in on anything pirate based. I don't know why, but I I fucking love it. Um, Must but be I, your Deso affinity. <laughs> my VI, I do own a Pixel Pirates by the man, the myth, the legend, Charlie. Um, yeah, it's it's it looks pretty cool. I, I think that I'll, uh, I'll I'll click around on it and see what's what about it. So yeah, thanks so much to Orchid Mouth for doing that. Very cool. I think uh, we also had the snails white paper drop yesterday. Yeah, big There's deal a- with that. Yeah, yeah, a lot of Alpha Mint uh, members in that snail white list, which I believe there are still spots open. I'll go double check right now, but I think there, even if there's not uh, engagement spots open, I, they are running contests. There's definitely whitelist contests still going on. Um, so they released their white paper and their gamification aspects and their token, the information on their token, which is going to be called Leaf. Um, and it is going to be basically a rolling game where you roll for rarities. Uh, they release kind of the details on how much Leaf you need to earn to roll for a certain rarity, whether it's your background, your shell, your shell accessory. Um, there's going to be a bonding curve to these. So I'm not going to go into the numbers here, but go check out the white paper. There's obviously links in their uh, announcement channel. But I think this is one of the more anticipated white lists coming up along with Swampverse and a few others. For sure. Uh, yeah. And then uh, the only the other thing that I want to say is that I, I just want to kind of resurrect a, um, a link that was posted and I tried to find it again to, to give that person credit, but it was in the, I believe in the general chat, um, they posted a, a link to a Twitter, th- Twitter thread about the, uh, punk verse or the, uh, sorry, the pixel vault meta hero universe. Um, and it was a, a really informative thread about just how all of that works, because it's one of those things that if you aren't in on it and you haven't had the time to look at it, it can be quite overwhelming. Um, but I, I spent a good, uh, you know, 15, 20 minutes reading this yesterday, and it really kind of fleshed out what all of that is, the kind of the history behind it and what they've done and how it became such a big project. I know Scott is, uh, is very much involved in that, and he got in on it early. Um, but one of the things that I didn't realize and really encapsulated to, to me that you don't always have to be the, the fastest finger on everything is that this is a project now um, that is, you know, worth tens of millions of, of, of dollars in ETH, if not more. And it took five weeks to mint out. Now, obviously, that was five months ago, and this is a completely different time. But, you know, these hidden gems and, and projects that are, are willing to go the extra mile and continue developing their ecosystem, uh, you know, they, they do exist and they will continue to exist and, and pop up too. So 
you know, as kind of the antithesis to the X hype train where a link gets posted and all of a sudden 100 ETH show up into a fraudulent account. Uh, you know, these things are happening in the space too. So I would just suggest go reading that. I mean, a lot of people will be priced out of entering that project, uh, but it, it, it's it's kind of a staple in this in this world now. Board Apes sat there unminted for weeks. Always remember that. <laughs> I don't want to talk about Board Apes because I, we both declined the option of buying those at 0.3 ETH. Um, Look it was at those right. hideous things. Now I would sell a goddamn car for one. Oh God, it was right there in front of us, and uh, mm-hmm. we were we were focused on uh, other things at the time. But, but we persevere. <laughs> we persevere. We have each other. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, yeah. So I think that'll. Oh no 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 no. Ban him. Um, we, uh, I think that'll conclude the the content portion of our show today. As always, we will invite anybody that wants to jump up onto the stage and 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 talk the JPEGs with us to to do so. So, if anybody wants to start raising their hand and jump up, uh, we always appreciate it. I also just want to say I I see a couple of new faces. Uh, William Laurent is in the house. Uh, a bit clout OG and uh, one of my one of my favorites from back in the clouded one days. Uh, has, Willie, what's uh, up? Yeah, he's found his way. He's actually a very good artist himself, and uh, you know, it seems like he's he's starting to dive a little bit more into the NFT space outside of the BitCloud DSO world. So, always really excited to see somebody like that jump in here. It means a lot to us. Um, and sweet gains. I don't know if you've tuned into the show before, but I appreciate you showing up. And then, of course, everybody else here—they are familiar faces, and, and we love that you're here with us too. I guess um, I guess while we're while we're waiting to to have somebody jump up, if anybody does, and if you don't, that's perfectly okay too. Uh, is there anything that you're you're looking forward to today? You're kind of have any plans to dig into any projects you're working on? I mean, I am just I'm I'm a little on edge here because orcs are coming to the end of phase one. Um, it's been quite a saga over the last few weeks, and. Part of the game is the idea that you have to level up your orcs to different strengths so they could loot different rarities for your orc. We're, we're basically in the rarity building phase before the actual game starts. While there is gamification to it, the actual daily game that they will have has not started yet. This is where you're building rarities for your orcs. Now, Every loot pool has now been looted except the final one called Orc Gods. And only the strongest orcs can access Orc Gods to go for these final items, of which there are 12. And there are 20, count 20 orcs that are at max level and will be in contention for Orc Gods, of which I am one. And I will be going against whales such as Sneaky Ninja Pants, Not a Whale, uh, large pools from Pixel Vault and Grape Dutch and all sorts of fun guys who are going to try to outgas me to get one of these 12 uh, one of one sets that will make uh, your orc an orc god. I've taken a bit of a risk here because it caused me to not be able to level up any of my other orcs. I had to leave them farming the local currency called Zug, because entering this Orc Gods portal will cost me 600 Zug, which is a lot. That that has required me to have them farming every day since minting ended. 
and I am going to go for these orc gods. I don't know how gassy it's going to get, but I am uh, I am a little nervous. It's kind of what I've been thinking about for the last few days. I'm not even sure it's going to come down to the most gas, more who hits that button. And we know a few people are going to be using bots and Ryzen, so they'll automatically get theirs. But for the few people that are clicking manually who will get them, it's about who clicks first. So, um, so it sounds like you have about 60% chance to, to get in there. And, you know, as the old adage goes, 60% uh, of the time it works every time. <laughs> we hope. <laughs> Uh, because I'm either going to be left with, you know, a, a Genesis one of one rarity that in a few years will be considered historic and could go for mountains of Ethereum, or I'm going to be left with eight floor orcs, which right now would bring me in about 3.7 E. So <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. I mean, it's, you know, I, I'm swinging for the fences. We'll see if it works out, but it's it's been what's on my mind the last few days. Yeah, well, Orc Godspeed to you, my friend. <laughs> thank you, thank you. <laughs> I see, I see Scott jumped up on the stage, so I'm gonna, I'm gonna open it up to him right now. Yeah, I want to talk about this with you. Um, what time is it for the for Orc Gods exactly? That is Tuesday, eight p.m. Eastern. Oh, next Tuesday? Uh, sorry, sorry, Thursday. I said sorry, oh. Thursday, Thursday tomorrow, eight p.m. Eastern time. All right, because here's what I think is so interesting about this, and I don't know, Cobain, if you can, you do a live stream show tomorrow. I, yeah, you know what? I was actually just going to say at 8 p.m. I can try and be home to get it going and uh, and and get something get something up. Yeah, for sure. Well, I mean, I'll or I'll just jump on voice with you. I mean, here's what I think is so interesting about this: these are essentially 12 one of ones, and you either get a one of one, which let's say if the potential is this could be a hundred ETH one of one in a couple of years, you know, the first on-chain role-playing upgradable NFT, or you get a floor, you get nothing. You get something that, you know, everyone can have, everyone that has a floor work now can level up. Um, no, I think it's going to be incredible. Like Super Bowl. Yeah. Wow. Who, who I, I think the risk level? reward, the risk reward sentiment of it should show you that only 20 people were willing to go for this to the fact that there were 12 spots so yeah it, when you say you're swinging for the fences like it, it really is yeah there were 5,050 orcs at the beginning and most solo players really didn't have an option to do much of anything if you sent one of your orcs farming and one leveling you wouldn't have had anywhere near enough zug by the end to get anywhere close to these end portals so by yourself, you really couldn't do anything. It was only people that were either whales who could ape the secondary immediately or people who decided to team up and pool that would actually have enough orcs farming Zug and at least one of theirs leveling from the beginning that had a chance to get there. Um, so that's why, you know, it's probably me and 19 other very well-funded people who have bots and, and things like that. I'm hoping maybe there's two or three idiots in there who had no idea how the game works. And they're like, well, I might as well just leave it leveling now. Um, maybe that gives me a little bit of hope. But, you know, hey, I'm looking forward to, you know, go for the glory, whatever. What Worst thing I walk away with is a free three ETH. So let's have some fun. I'm in it for the game. And uh, if you guys want to hear me cry live on the voice chat please tune in tomorrow at 8 p.m eastern uh to well, either hear me I've, cry with happiness or sadness that's what i wanted to ask do you have a stretch like 
well, one is the team, are they going to say, like, do we know to the second when it's going to go live? And then what's your strategy? Because I know a few of the people that are going for it who so, are using bots. Uh, right. So I, I really, I really say for people that aren't using bots, I think it's closer to five spots is going to be right. my estimation. If we're assuming yep. that the people that are using bots are getting theirs. Yep. That was, that was my exact thought as well. Uh, so I'm re- you know, I'm not going to use a bot. I am just going to assume it's my destiny. You know, it was funny. If we remember, there was a contract migration where they gave you a free two Zug for migrating your orcs over. At the end of this, when we reach level 52, I will have exactly 602 Zug. So I feel like it was kind of a sign from the orc gods for me to go into this portal as it costs exactly I think he's just been uh, been hacked. He's he's said too much, and and uh, they've found him. No, I just I wanted to get one so bad. Until I see the gas drop to a amount where I know it went live, and just hope that mine is one of the first clicks that goes through. <laughs> well, you went you went silent there for about fifteen seconds, so I'm going to assume that everything you said in there was accurate and also very entertaining. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well. I think, uh, yeah. Well, I, I, I know that we have Scott in here too. Um, is there anything interesting you're looking forward to? I mean, you 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 have a lot of involvement in some spaces that we're not really familiar with. Like I was talking about with like the the meta meta hero universe and all of that stuff. Any any exciting stuff on the horizon in, in those worlds? No, I mean I know they have the town hall going on today, but I mean they're their prices have dipped tremendously too. I see lots of people accepting weep offers for like two weep on MetaHero that were going for 10 ETH, you know, a month ago. So definitely a sign that when JPEGs get illiquid, you know, people are willing to sell for far below floor price just for fear of a bear market. I think that's the interesting yeah. trend that's going on right now across. There's an, there's an interesting dichotomy for the people that are willing to accept those WETH offers too. It's like they they bought at the top and now they just want any reason to be able to get out. And so they're accepting any kind of liquidity in the ter- in form of, uh, of WETH. Or it's just people that got in so early that now they need liquidity and it's still going to be booking a huge win for them, just not as huge as it could have been. Yeah, right. I just... I just feel, you know, if you look at like a Cool Cats or something where people maybe bought at 13 or 14 ETH and now they're willing to accept like a four or a five ETH or ETH offer, you know, that's a community that's so much stronger, you know, than what are you taking that? If you're going to continue to mint stuff, you're taking that and then throwing it at more lottery dart throws that, you know, maybe have a 2% chance of hitting versus one that you already know is regardless of what the market does in the short term is on an uptrend. I think it would be an interesting strategy for a DAO to start getting in on the with the WETH offers as well. Just um, you know, they have huge swaths of liquidity. They can convert it into that and just start spreading them out as much as possible. And for for DAO owners and holders, um, being able to buy stuff, you know, substantially below market value is is just an immediate uh, immediate win. Especially because the DAO generally the intention is a longer term hold. Yeah. yeah, and for whatever long-term aspects you want to say for stuff like HeadDAO and Shamdu, I mean, it's such on trend, whereas like, you know, five months ago, the roadmap was like, oh, we're going to do merch 
you know, now if you look at it, it's like, we're going to do a DAO and we're going to buy blue chips. Like, I love to see that Swamp First is doing that because you know they're going to take in, what, four or 500 ETH. And if you're telling me in the first week the news that they're going to put out is that, hey, we bought a punk and we bought two bored apes in addition to having good art and a community of, well, let's take out the bots, 30 or 40,000 people in that community. I mean, that's awesome for the project. For yeah. I don't, uh, you know, I, I don't want to talk about head DAO too much because obviously I hold it and I don't want the show to start feeling like, you know, we're just constantly showing the things that we hold. But obviously the things that you hold are typically the ones to pay most attention to because you want to stay up to date and, and whatnot. And uh, this has been a project that I've, I've continued to believe that Shamdu is, is constantly doing the right things. Um, you know, he addressed some of some of the discussion on Twitter about the floor dropping and the floor being low and, you know, the, the, the world is ending. Uh, personally, I love this, the high volatility in the floors, because at the end of the day, the more these things are traded, the more money that goes into that DAO, the more they end up buying, the more hype that it ends up creating. And I think that this is like amazing um, consolidation and, and price movement for these projects too. Well, and, and yeah, my comment isn't even so much about, head DAO at the price it's at now, it's more so when it started like dang, he dropped the link in our server and it started minting and it was 0.05 and everyone was like, oh, this is Shamdu. What's this going to do? But if you look at a, a 0.05 mint and the news they had in the first week, they bought a punk on day two, then they bought an eight, they bought a Fidenza, they bought like five cool cats. You know, if you look at the news cycle that, that generates from the 0.05 mint, I guess the correlation I'm saying to Swampers yeah. is this is going to be a 0.06 mint. And we already know within the first week, if they literally just follow what HeadDAO did and start dropping these giant purchases that they've done into a, you know, 5x the size of what HeadDAO community was. Um, I guess the other example I can give is like you were talking about Pixel Vault and FoundersDAO. So Cross, who's a member of FoundersDAO in there, um, he was the one that ran marketing. He has a big following on Twitter and he ran marketing for Boongie. Um, He was even talking in the FoundersDAO about HeadDAO about how successful they've been. He's like, HeadDAO is amazing at marketing. Like we could do more of that for FoundersDAO because people like you, same thing. It's like confusing to understand what's going on in Pixel Vault and FoundersDAO. Whereas HeadDAO, you just look, it's very simple. Like they're buying blue chips every day. Like that's the hook. Yeah. And it, it seems to be almost that self-fulfilling prophecy where the more, the more blue chips they buy, the more people kind of catch that hype, want to jump into the project too. The more it starts selling, the higher the floor goes, the higher the floor goes, people start taking profits for themselves, uh, drops. Like it just, it, the, the movement is, uh, is, is substantial. Um, and it really isn't like um, fabricated hype. I, I think it's been pretty organic. And, you know, in the nine days that the projects existed, they're at uh, almost four and a half thousand ETH traded uh, in, in volume. Very impressive. Yeah, very impressive. And you know, I, there's part of me that actually really likes that these 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 projects are using the funds that they get from the mint to to form DAOs and start buying these blue chips. And just you know, it, it, there's some debate on like how much it actually matters that anything is backed by this stuff. But um, it's more <laughs> encouraging to see that the the devs and the team are willing to do that rather than just pocket the two and a half million million dollars for their week of work. If any of these DAOs survive the next bear market, when we come out of it, they'll have enough money to buy a sports franchise. You could timestamp that and attribute the quote to me. 
mean, here's a question more out of curiosity. So what with HeadDAO, let's say, for example, that's bought a bunch of stuff, are they fractionalizing that on fractional.art? So like the tokens, whatever, head token. Um, that's my question. Head token represents a fractional amount of the NFTs that they've already made. Like there's no way to withdraw those, right? Uh, they have been fractionalized. Yeah, they were sent to the fractionalized vault. Okay. So I guess regardless of whatever happens to the project in the future, if you hold the, that token, then you hold a fractional percentage of everything that they've ever bought. Yeah, correct. Um, I, that that seems to be the goal. And, you know, I, I would love for these things like to, to start operating as like true programmable DAOs. I mean, they're kind of pseudo DAOs, so, you know, free market kind of likens them to un, unregulated hedge funds. Uh, and I get that, um, but you know they they do seem to have some voting process, and um, you know there's there's weighted votes based on your holdings and whatnot too. And I just I hope that they continue to go the true programmable way of of that as well. I Me guess too. at the end of the day, I don't know I, I don't know what the opportunity is for some of these projects to just go. Okay, now we've got you know twelve blue chips, and and there are um, I mean, it's definitely the trend right now. I'm curious what the next one will be when this this one burns out. Yeah, your uh, your guess is as, as good as mine. Um, my my inkling is to suspect that you know we are headed more back in towards quality projects, uh, known entities. Uh, as 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 a lot of these projects have burned out and gone unminted, like days. They, Deus Ex was uh, the, the prime example of a project that had a lot of hype and then just nothing happened with it. Uh, people are wising up to what they actually want to throw their money into, uh, what they want to lose their liquidity to. Uh, and I, I think that we're probably somewhere on the horizon of having like big known IP start to enter the space too. Yeah, absolutely. Let me ask you, why don't you think some of these projects change course when they see they're not going to mint out or everything is just like stalling out at a 0.08, 10,000? Like, why isn't there a price reduction or some of the supply burned or something to like be a catalyst to move it versus just staying stagnant? I think it's pride. I think that people are are inclined to believe that it can't happen to them. And I, I think that they believe that their project is better than that. Um. I, I really do think that that's what it comes down to. Well, once you put a number on a spreadsheet, it's really hard to get that number out of your head. Yeah, it's true, right? Like if you if you put down a, a 0 0.08 ETH, um, uh, a mint price, and you expect to mint 10,000 of them, and now all of a sudden you think you've got $2 million coming your way, uh, you, you've also just assumed that you have that $2 million. You've probably already started to spend it in your head. <laughs> and, you know, dropping the price down to 0.4 means you're taking a million dollar haircut, despite the fact that you've never had it. And 50% of, of a full mint is still a lot more than, you know, 1% of, of a mint that just didn't gain any traction. So, I mean, I, I totally get it. And these, these projects need to start thinking in terms of that. But yeah, I think that they, I think that they believe that they are losing a million dollars when in actuality, they're just not gaining million dollars or you know whatever number that might be i'm kind of pulling numbers out of my ass but yeah i i, I suspect that that's uh there's a huge psychological barrier to somebody um that uh that that is is looking 
to a huge payday. I just think it says something about not being able to pivot to market sentiment because, I mean, if you look at like cool cats reduced their price, they weren't minting out and they had to drop their price, I think, to 0.02. Yeah. And look well, at how that project did. Let's look at the ice cream cats DAO that, you know, we were uh, very briefly looking at and, and, you know, I did mint them. Uh, it took him way too long to come out and say, like, we're going to contribute 75% of the mint rather than 15% of the mint to the DAO, uh, which, you know, if he had done that the day of when that thing stalled out at about 120 mints might have been a much bigger deal for them. And, uh, you know, he's since held true to his word, bought a cool cat at like six ETH and then the floor immediately shot up to point or to nine ETH. So it's been a great, um, a great investment for that DAO. But again, like just that stubbornness and that that unwillingness to move off of your initial business plan just means that that project is just not going to go anywhere. The ability to adapt and pivot is what separates good businesses from bankrupt businesses. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, going into more of the traditional world, um, you know, COVID was a great example of the companies that were able to do so uh, profited handsomely off of it. And the companies that refused to change their business model uh, didn't. You know, I'm, I'm from the restaurant industry and we made a conscious effort to, to up our takeout game, um, you know, repackage, re, redo our menus. All of the food was, uh, was top-notch, uh, even transported. Uh, we knew a lot of restaurants that felt like they were above takeout and weren't willing to do it. And at the end of the day, a lot of them went out of business because they just either couldn't, uh, couldn't keep any cash flow while restaurants were, were, were shut down um or they couldn't retain any of their staff because you know it had been a year since any of them had worked there right you know the businesses that pivoted quickly and efficiently and decisively were the ones that succeeded and i think it's a you know likening that back to the nft space uh i would be very bullish on a project that can do that hey you know and i think that um uh, Shubs brings up a good point too in in the DGen Dojo where he asked, "Should projects think in terms of money when deciding on a mint price?" And I mean, I think if you are thinking in terms of money, you're probably too dependent on a roadmap you think you need to fund and less dependent on the art itself. And yeah. I think art is what creates culture. Culture is what creates community, and community is what creates longevity. It's a chain. Yeah, you just need to kickstart that loop for sure. But the the community does have to come first, and the second that you put your your bank account and your your own greed ahead of that, um, you know whether people realize it or not, I think that there's something that just feels off about a project that is willing to. And right. you know what? Actually, going back to our, our initial discussion, that is kind of one of the reasons why BearX felt off right from the get go. Yeah, completely. Full circle. Full circle. All right. Um, so, yeah, we're running at about an hour now. Um, unless anybody, oh, in business has his hands up. So, we'll take uh, one quick question from in business and then we'll, we'll wrap this up. Unless Scott has anything else he wants to jump in with before. No, I'm good. Love the show. Yeah. Thanks for, uh, thanks for jumping in. All right. In business, you're on the air. Do we even say that anymore? There's no airwaves. 
Of course we say that. We, we need new uh, terminology. Somebody, did you guys know the difference between like with head down, are they fractionalizing? So I, if, has anybody in here actually fractionalized something? I, I fractionalized something on fractional.art just for the hell of it. Yeah, and their stuff has been sent to fractional, the fractional vault. But, so what I mean is, is you can't, so you can't, you can't send new stuff to a vault. Um, vaults are locked. So you have to create a new vault each time you have a new item and create a new token. So unless they're sending it, like it's one of those weird things about those, you can't add to a vault in fractional. So the only thing I can think of is that they're sending these pieces to fractional. Either They either need to send the pieces and then they're sending out different tokens or they're sending the pieces to fractional, fractionalizing it, and then holding all of the fractional tokens in the DAO and then giving people head DAO tokens. Um, interesting. I, you know, honestly, I'd have to look a little bit more into that because I'll be honest with you. Some of this stuff, I'm just taking a little bit at face <laughs> face value. Uh, but uh, it's it's an interesting point. I don't know if free market has a little bit more insight on that. I don't. I don't know much about fractionalizing. I'm kind of, I don't know, not against it, but doesn't excite me. So I'd have to look into so that. More. That that was one of the questions I was asking in the forum, which is a little bit different. If they are to buying like. A if HeadDAO is buying a Fidenza and then fractionalizing the Fidenza and sending all the HeadDAO owners a portion of the Fidenza fractionalization and the HeadDAO is not holding that, then that's that's awesome. That is like immediately like you're good. You have your value regardless of whether you sell your HeadDAO or not. Um, but if they're, but if, if they're holding the tokens and trying to keep the value in the HeadDAO token, then it's not really fractionalizing it. I'm just trying yeah, to uh, to really quickly. Knows. Yeah, I'm just really trying to quickly find um, their announcement for when they did it, just to see the exact way it went about. And the other question I was wondering, I was going to think about. It. I'd love to chat with. I would love it if we did. Uh, if the guys in um, Alpha Mint did an experiment and we did like a ten ETH hundred, you know uh hundred uh unit um fractionalization that was a lot less uh juice on it because with a lot of these like i mean you you are you are sharing it with ten thousand people right um you know i it, i think it would be a great experiment for us to potentially try i know that this the am show is different than um you know than alpha men but um i like the concept of these much smaller fractionalizations you know not a uh you know, not 10,000 people, but getting, you know, 20 people and, you know, like a 20 ETH or a 10 ETH bag um, to buy like a specific single item or a quest or like a, you know, a, a Galactic Ape team. Um, that's actually pretty simple to do if you're not planning on buying and selling the assets inside of. The one thing that sucks about fractional, like I was saying, is you once you create a token on it, you can't really add or subtract from that frac from that fractionalization. So you can't add more NFTs into that vault once it's been fractionalized? No, you can't. And that's why I was saying, I mean, because if you think about it, it makes sense. If you create a token that has value based on the items in a, in a like as a vault and a fractionalization, you don't want somebody to be able to take things in and out of that. Well, I mean, if you're operating under a true DAO, you, you know, there will become a time when maybe you do want to sell you know, if the Fidenza goes up by 300%, then, you know, maybe it's time to sell and redeploy those assets. Right. 
But in that case, in that case, you're buying the DAO token, not the item in the DAO. Correct. Yeah. You're 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 relying on a curator to curate the DAO's assets, and then you're holding the vault token. In this case, fractional works where they send it over to fractional, and each each vault is its own fractionalization. So you don't hold one token. You would have to you would have to hold a token for each one of the fractionalizations. Yeah. Okay. So I'm going to post the link to um, the head DAO fractional dot art. Um, site and then I, i'm going to spend a little bit of more time looking into this in depth uh again it's it's one of those things that you know i've i've gotten involved in just because i like the story behind it i like the name in it and, uh you know i like what they've they've managed to do um but yeah i mean doing more research into how how these things actually work long term is definitely going to be one of my goals as i as i continue to learn in this space too Gotcha. Cool. So yeah. Um, all right, guys. So, yeah, it's about uh, five after ten. So I think we're going to wrap this up now. I appreciate the uh, the discussion from in business and Scott jumping on too, and I uh, appreciate everyone tuning in for uh, quite an eventful morning. So uh, yeah, we will uh, we'll do it again tomorrow and uh, and Friday. I see no reason why both of those shows won't happen. So make sure you uh, you set your alarms to jump in here at nine a.m. Vincent Van Gogh's wallet. I don't know. I was very uh, heartened to hear that. So big shout out to Ghost uh, Pantone Life on Foundation. Absolutely. And on that note, we will uh, we'll wrap it up. And we actually, maybe on that note, we should have Ghost on here sometime. Oh yeah, let's get yeah. him on the show. He's uh, he's in Germany, so hopefully we can uh, line up the times properly. It's a good time over there. So I'll I'll, uh, I'll give him a DM, and we'll see if we can get him in here. Yeah. Amazing. Cool. All right, guys, until tomorrow, we will, uh, we'll do it all again. Happy minting. Cool. All right. Happy minting. Good luck out there.